welcome to this week's EG Like Sunday Morning, which I promise you will be out of this world. I may only be joined by a single guest this time, but if anyone can wow audiences with a one-man show, it is the incomparable Piers Wayner. Piers, how are you this week? I'm good, I'm good. I, I have been out of this world. I feel like I feel like the, the point in The Matrix, the original one, where I'm just chewing on that juicy piece of steak um, and just <laughs> enjoying it for what it is. Uh, yeah, you mentioned The Matrix, and I'm sure it's something that is going to come up uh, a couple of times in our discussion, because I've asked you on this week to explain something very important to me. Uh, now, I've heard quite a bit of talk about the metaverse from the likes of Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm relying on you uh, to tell me and all the EGLSM listeners just how deep the rabbit hole goes. Uh, so what exactly is the metaverse? Oh, that's, it's it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I, I'm I'm going to have to to state that I have had to be such a quick study on this because <laughs> it turns out that I know people who know lots about this, and the people that I've spoken to who are heavily involved um, are breathtakingly knowledgeable about what's going on. But but mm. I've had to had to come from not a not a standings um, start, but uh, but almost a sluggish snail's pace and. Um, it's been extraordinary. But the, the basic thing is that the metaverse, if you look at it as a thing, then it starts to become very complicated and weird and, and thinking of it as a singular place or space or virtual reality will make it very confusing. It's best to think of it as the next generation of the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, as one of the people I spoke to, Janine Yorio, um, she her, her expression was, this is what happens when the Internet grows up. It's it's like the, the one that we use is is 2D and the metaverse is just going to be the 3D version. So that's in a simple nutshell that no doubt somebody will complain is incredibly inaccurate. But that's basically what it is. I mean, when you consider what uh, a fair amount of the Internet is devoted to, it's quite a, a frightening thought. Uh, yeah, so but all those cats let's... and, and porn is going to be 3D. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> highly pixelated, but I'm sure the quality will improve too. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, but let's try and sort of concentrate on some of the more elevated uh, parts. And, and uh, this week you, you've written a brilliant feature uh, for EG, which people can enjoy uh, in the mag, uh, in the in the in the old school uh, paper magazine, <laughs> and they can in, in, uh, enjoy on the uh, internet 1.0. At the EG website, um, you've been venturing into the virtual landscape of Decentraland. Yes. So, what did you find? Well, that's um, that's a very good question as well. Um, I, I went to Decentraland because it's it's mm. one of the metaverses. Let's think of mm-hmm. it like that. Um, I, so it's a little bit like uh, a Marvel movie, a Spider-Man movie. There, there is more than one metaverse. There's a multiverse of metaverses. A multiverse, multiverse of metaverses. That's, that's going to be one of their phase five sequels of sequels, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, so they're <laughs> in this in this new evolving world of, the, of Internet 3.0 and Web 3.0, um, there are going to be, and there already are, lots of these 3D environments, these immersive virtual worlds. Uh, and one of them is Decentraland. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the, um, not oldest, but it's one of those sort of more developed Mm. Um, it's got a bit of a following, um, but there are lots of others that are very similar. So, um, I mean, obviously, Meta, Facebook is starting to set up their own, but there are others like Somnium Space. There's uh, the Sandbox, which is part of by Microsoft. 
there's um there i mean basically if you find some random letters and take out the vowels and scrunch them together that's probably the name of a functioning metaverse <laughs> um, and the because they're all really at, in their early stages at the moment um some of them don't have any visitors some you can't visit like the mm. sandbox you can't really go there you can go there when they're doing their alpha phases and um on certain um certain things that you can play within them but you can't fully explore so decentraland is, is one of the ones that you can just wander around mm-hmm. so just good. just to explain to listeners i mean just on a basic level what do you need to to visit how do you go about how do you visit well with that one just a computer you just mm-hmm. need any computer um and internet access and it'll ask you so no virtual reality helmet required no although you like can that. so you can mm-hmm. do that and you can fully immerse um but at the moment, it's because they want lots of people to go there mm-hmm. um, with most of these. It's all about mass groups of people. Um, and because of that, it's it's not too sophisticated. If it was really sophisticated, then it would need all of those sort of the processing, the the infrastructure mm-hmm. behind it, something like Fortnite has or, or even something like Halo. But then because everything is um, it's a, it's what's called a. a a DAO, so it's it's all decentralized, so it's not centrally owned and programmed. It's all um, it belongs to the the players if you like, mm. that we buy into it, and um, and because of that, it needs to run fairly quickly and and fairly swift, um, mm. simply on almost everything. So I don't think with that one, I don't think you can access it on a phone. You might be able to on an Android Android phone, um, but you can get to it on any computer, mm. and you can just drop in. But then it's a bit like um, on a flat screen, you're essentially looking at a 2D version of a 3D experience. Mm. So it becomes a bit like playing Doom yeah. uh, back when I was a kid. You know, you I, I, was well, I assume of, you can't shoot people. You, sadly, no. Although, I mean, it, it, I'm sure that is what's going to happen in, in quite a lot of these spaces, is that there are going to be game spaces within mm. those spaces. Mm. So there will be places where you go and zap people. But, but actually, it's a fairly friendly, peace-loving environment. And you, you've painted quite a good uh, picture for, for readers uh, of your piece. So, so just, just just for listeners as well. So just give us a, a, a bit of colour about what, as you ventured into Decentraland, what, what were you met with? Well, that one, you start by, um, by once you, you enter in, you're in this, this sort of cloud. Um, and there are lots of other avatars around. So that's when you <laughs> get your first sense of, of what this world is going to be like. Um, and in the middle, there's a, a, a swimming pool with a... A little uh, deck that you can jump on, um, and most of these avatars are just sort of standing there, so they're they're, mm. they're clearly not being used by anyone at that time. Um, and you turn up as your own avatar. So mine had a beard that was fairly scruffy looking, and uh, he looked tired. Um, <laughs> and uh, the first experience is you jump down this hole in this pool, and you jump into Decentraland, mm-hmm. into Genesis again the, the Matrix. Exactly. Holds. Exactly. It's and it, it's kind of um, there's there's a, a weird fusion of of doing things that you can't do in the real world while doing things that you can do in the real mm-hmm. world. So after you land in the entry point, which is Genesis Plaza, um, and you're, I was greeted by an enormous muscle-bound bear, um, <laughs> like an actual bear, as opposed to just uh, <laughs> and uh, that you start chatting with people. Mm-hmm. So you're instantly communicating with people. You can turn that off, but mm. it's kind of fun to to just have these people talking to you and at you. And it's 
for people who don't do these environments, but I'm, I'm not a, a big online gamer, mm. but um, I know people who are, and they're saying that that's actually most of the reason why they go to these places, why they play mm -hmm. these, is actually for the chat, for to yeah. be, for the bands, for the bands, yeah, and and then blowing somebody's head off. So it's more <laughs> of the bands than that of blowing somebody's head off. Um, but then you you move out of that and you can explore the world. And like one of the places that I visited first, and uh, I say this in my piece, was um, was called Soho Plaza. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to see, you know, it was going to be like. Soho, is it? Mm. And it's not at all. It's a mad playground, and it's got um, it's got this enormous thing with tentacles and an eye and a pixelated dinosaur that's somewhere overhead roaring, and mm. and it's got a, a Flintstones drive-in cinema, and it's all like utterly mad and brilliant. But there's a thing about the interactivity of it at the moment, which is that you can't really do much with it. Mm. And again, the people I was talking to, they're saying that's going to get far more sophisticated. You will mm. be able to fully, truly interact with it. This is very early stages. This is more about a sort of um, promise and possibility to see what can be done. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, it's a bit like wandering around the weirdest theme park you've ever seen. Like the sort of thing that you might have heard about being developed in the far east of Russia or something. Mm. You know, it's 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 bonkers. And... It's such a fusion of influences that it's like some sort of crazed acid dream. Um, punctuated by people trying to get you to play things or sell you things or mm. or advertising. And that kind of comes around to the, the sort of real opportunity that some people see there, which is that that these spaces, they're all individual plots. And those individual plots, if you buy them, you can do whatever you like with mm. them. But if you want to build a huge thing of tentacles and a great and seeing eye, go for it. Um, if you want to build something that utterly defies gravity, you can, as mm. long as it doesn't defy zoning. They don't have planning permission, but they do have zoning. Um, and that's, that seems to be true of all of them. But you, mm. can, you can build these strange places, which other people, the hope is, will then go to, and then mm. you can monetize that. Yeah. So what, I mean, what, uh, for buying a plot, I mean, what, what's a typical value for investing in a plot in Decentraland? Well, it depends where you where you buy it. So mm, um, as, as in the real life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and as in as in the real world, there are locations that are very expensive, mm -hmm. um, types of plot that are more expensive. And it kind of depends on well, who you're next to, what the uses are. Um, so it, it's a bit like real land in that sense. The way it's mm. not like real land is that there is absolutely nothing physical there. There's nothing tangible mm. you can touch. The thing that makes it land is the fact that it's unique that mm. and like land you can't pick it up and move it somewhere else you can't yeah. take some sits so it's got the um it's an nft so it's it's a non-fungible token in itself which is i think possibly the most enjoyable things to say and just non-fungible tokens mm, absolutely if, if if ever a word has had a remarkable revival <laughs> it's great isn't it yeah <laughs> From the 19th century, we bring you fungible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it is. I mean, the the, the um, when you think about land itself, is is mm. the ultimate non-fungible good. It's it's um, mm. you, you can't swap it for something exactly like it because no two pieces of land are exactly the same. You can't move them. And the idea is to create something that's that's the same in these worlds. 
these. So I imagine sort of similar um, similar principles apply. So if you buy a plot and you develop some fantastic thing with tentacles and a, a, a giant eye, can you then you can then sell that and, and you, you yeah. and it's it's it's, a, it's of a higher value than it it was before you put the the one-eyed purple people eater on it. Exactly, that's that's the theory, but it all comes down to you know whether people actually want it. Mm. So the the the, the great which possibly explains the lack of tentacles on the London skyline. Well, and I think that is a sorry shame. We think we need more <laughs> tentacles. I mean, we've tried with tulips and things, haven't we? Uh, maybe the tentacle is going to be the next thing to come out of Foster and Parliament. Mm. Life um, imitating art. <laughs> but that is, yeah. So if you if you take the land, and that's what quite a lot of people are doing, is that they're not just sitting on it and waiting mm. for for a price accumulation. They're they're actively developing it, and they're mm-hmm. they're trying to improve it and then maybe sell it on, or they're going to keep it and hope that they can get tenants in. So there's there's two different ways of, of looking at it, exactly the same way that there would be with land, mm. if property. Um, and similarly, um, I guess, you know, you mentioned how certain locations within decentral land, that the, the land value is much higher than others. People presumably are looking for where's going to be that next big thing, exactly. what, the next, what the next location is going to be. Yeah, but then there's the problem. So once you've got your head around the one mm. metaverse location and how that works and where the hotspots are and, and whether you're willing to stump up $10,000 for a plot that's on mm. the hinterlands or whether you're going to spend $4.3 million for a parcel of land. Actually, that was in the sandbox. That was a different one. The highest mm. decentraland was, I think, about $2.5 million mm. for a section where they're putting on fashion, fashion shows. They want it to be the Bond Street of the metaverse. Mm. But once you've got your head around that and you decide, yes, that's a good investment. And you get your head around the fact that they can't, within that, that metaverse, within Decentraland, say they can't create more land. Mm. Uh, so you're never going to have the problem that you know, you've bought the equivalent of a hectare, but now they've written two lines of computer code and there are now 27 more hectares mm. around. That can't happen because of that decentralized element. Um, but what can happen is that somebody else can just create a new metaverse. Yes. But you or I, if we had any coding ability, could do that. Whether we get people to go there, that's the trick, whether it would be good enough for somebody to want to visit. So mm. the thing that's happening now is after these ones have emerged, and there, there are metaverses emerging every day, there are these these virtual worlds are being created and put out there in the wild every single day. Mm. And the, the, the real trick is trying to guess which ones are going to be successful. Mm. Because if you can get people to come, then if nothing else, the space or the land is like advertising for them. I guess it's, it, it, from, from, past generations of the internet it's it's a bit like social media platforms you you don't want to be plonking your money into into the myspace of the metaverse exactly uh, exactly yeah. and and that's the other thing that you know when myspace was was the first thing when it was leading everybody thought that that was going to be it that was going to mm. be the future you'd be an idiot if you looked anywhere else mm. but it, it didn't have that um you know first isn't always best and that and, could be what we see here 
and you, you you've given us a, a little bit of a flavor of, of, of the kind of money involved but as, as people read your your piece uh there are some i mean pretty mind-boggling sums involved yeah yeah, yeah. i mean in, in um in the decentraland alone uh about 160 million dollars has been spent on land mm. on nft land um in uh, the sandbox um which as i say isn't live yet that's 350 million which is extraordinary and together that that's over over half a billion dollars um, going into bits of code so these these people really believe in the potential and the, i think the way that that for the for our industry um, to try and look at it is you know, is there an opportunity there? I think that's the thing. That's mm. that's the next question. Is is yeah, it's fine for people to speculate in these things. And what if you think, okay, what they're really doing is they're they're buying freehold advertising space in the next mm. generation of the internet. Great, I get that. Fine. But where's the opportunity for mm. for ads? And I think that's where it gets really complex because it all comes down to what you actually use the metaverse mm. for. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes just a um, almost a social space for people who don't have access to any other social space, or it becomes an alternative, an option for um, for how you access information or mm. look at art or share things, or you know, it becomes the social media of the future. Um, then, yeah, there are going to be some opportunities, but mainly it's going to be how you talk to people, isn't it? It's going to be how you communicate mm. as a business. But there is the possibility that it becomes how we communicate within organisations or how we communicate um, teacher to pupil. Mm. Um, and there's talk of, of really building up things like the, um, the health education side. So if you can have a, a world class teaching surgeon. And usually you would be limited to, say, four or five people that get to mm. work with them directly. If you've got 400 people who are able to share that space and be there almost one on one with them in this a virtual world, that they're able to access that, then that that's a game changer. Mm. You know, that then becomes a a virtual space that's actually worth something. But whether it becomes a a, a physical space as well that is worth something is very different. And the same with with they're talking about this being the future of the office. That you and I, you know, we're, we're currently doing this over over a, a mm. computer link, um, talking to each other. But we could be doing this in the metaverse, and that's how yeah, we could we could work. both have tired looking, bit scruffy bearded avatars. Exactly, uh, we could just be recording an episode of EGLSM in in the EG metaverse. We should, I mean, we should have done that actually. We should have thought ahead. We um, should. Um, but so but the, the the question there, the the thing there is that. What people are talking about is they're saying, well, well, what we're going to do is we're going to build virtual offices and then people will come and come to our virtual office to have a meeting and they're going to rent space in our virtual office. And for me, that's that kind of seems like going a couple of steps forward with the technology and then taking a massive yeah. back into a pre-existing mm. um, paradigm that might be completely irrelevant under there. So I, it's it's all kind of up in the air. Yeah, I could see how maybe I could see an appeal to some some institutions, some companies about of taking their trophy asset and recreating it yeah. in something like Decentraland. So you know you've got you have have it in both worlds. But yeah, exactly, it, and that has been bit, 
that, that has been done with with a mm. few things that um, I mean, Sotheby's has got mm -hmm. a recreation of their street front with Sotheby's in it. And you can go into it and uh, and look at uh, there's a Banksy exhibition in there in Decentraland at the moment. And if you go down to another part, um, they've recreated one Times square, mm. um, which they did for, for New Year. But so yeah, I agree. It does that almost when you compare that with with uh, giant tentacled monsters, that does seem a little bit like applying old world thinking to to a brave new world. Yeah, and and also, it's it's like the um, there was an idea to to build replicas of of famous um, tourist attractions mm. a few years ago, not in mm. the metaverse. I mean, I'm talking about mm. in physical space. Yeah. You remember this? There was like a you know we'll we'll build the second Venice, and then. <laughs> If half the people went to the second Venice, then you know it would be Reduce much the... easier. Yeah, and and you think would anyone actually do that? Um, quite mm. possibly. <laughs> um, so uh, your piece caught the attention of our fearless leader Sam McClary uh, in her editorial this week, in which she expresses some of her concerns that maybe the interest uh, in virtual worlds uh, like this might um, distract from the the pressing issues we have to to deal with in the real world and and i guess it's inevitable that if you have high rolling investors um spending millions and billions in a virtual space that, that it could be a bit like uh, a bit like the guy in the distracted boyfriend meme uh they're, they're not investing that money in 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 their old girlfriend in the in the uh in real real estate i mean what are your thoughts on on issues like that i think that um I think there's there's a danger always of any new way of interacting, taking our focus on what's around us. But we've been saying that you know, if you're listening to the radio, then you're not listening to the bird song. If you're if you're watching television, then you're not gazing out of the window. If you're looking at your phone all the time, then you're not interacting with your children. Well, I'm sorry, but my phone is more interesting, and it's not <laughs> constantly demanding uh, snacks. So I think that there is that. There's the there's the the literally just the attention drain this is going to be yet another thing that is going to be designed mm. to suck us in to grab our eyeballs to you know it, it it wants our attention because if it doesn't have our attention and our constant engagement it's not going to work at all and these massive investments are going to be worth nothing um so there's there's that mm. um but whether i think that it's actually going to be to the detriment of real real estate whether it's mm. going to i i don't think so i think that the changes that we've got in real estate at the moment and you and i have these conversations with people every day but the the things that are changing are changing there is going to be a shift there's there's shifts happening all over the place with how we use office space and how we build houses how, how retail works you know, we see that all the time but whether whether everything and the, every way that we interact is just going to go online and into the metaverse. I mean, that's that's too matrixy for me. So for starters, quite... the graphics will have to get a lot better. <laughs> not quite welcome to the desert of the real just yet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but the big question I have for you... According about... to Elon Musk, we're already there. You know, we're, we're actually talking about a metaverse within a metaverse, aren't we? So... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, his, fo his, his, his focus is... is, is... Uh, off the planet entirely so um, yeah. who knows where where the future lies so, but the big question I have is, is after your your time spent uh, in Decentraland I mean have you invested yet have you have you snapped up a little allotment 
I can't afford to. I mean, I would I would have to find one of the the ones that the other guys aren't aren't bothering to invest in. So the big investors, they're only putting their money into things that have considerable hype, where there's a bit mm. of chat about it, where hopefully there are visitor numbers if you can visit. Mm. Um, so they're only interested once it gets above a certain threshold. Mm. So they're talking. That's why they're talking about these these colossal sums. Is because that's now become almost their investment minimum. They were mm. talking before before July last year, a um, million dollar investment in, in in a company would be fine. That would make sense. A million dollar investment in a plot of of land of code that is throwing up a, a digital landscape that was unheard of. But now we've seen it go from a million dollars to two and a half million dollars to nearly five million dollars. They're now talking about 10 million, 25 million dollar deals. This is growing and growing and growing. But these are in the ones that are fully developed. So, yeah, if you want to get in, um, then uh, it's it's a bit like the guys who who bought the right cryptocurrency at the right time. But for the rest of us, I mean, if there are people listening with with a bit of seed money, a, a couple of million available to to fund fund you and your your entry into the metaverse, I mean, what what would you build? What what could we expect from Wayne's world? <laughs> um, I oh I don't know, definitely tentacles. Um, I definitely had <laughs> done that route. Uh, I was I always like the um, the the sort of the islands that you used to get in things like Second Life and, and mm. those those were pretty, but completely pointless. There's no way of, uh, of monetizing them. So I would say if you have that money, don't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so from the infinite possibilities of the metaverse to the crushing realities of the real world, uh, are you ready uh, to, to take on the quiz of the week? I mean, I'll, I'll give it a go, Jess. I will give it a go. But um, I, I, I've been I've been off in the ether for so long. But, yeah. Let's see how you go. Let's see how you go. Okay, like five very quick questions on the news of the week. So, which delivery giant is planning to more than double its London floor space? Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. No, I do know this because he's he's in the metaverse. This is <laughs> this is just eat, isn't it? It is just eat. Well done. Snoop Been paying Dog. attention to the uh, the content chat. I was. Uh, yes. Which is always a good idea for the, the quiz. Snoop Dogg's in the verse. So there we go. <laughs> all right, all, Follow all Snoop. Cool. Uh, okay, this one's uh, probably a little bit tougher. Uh, which US law firm is leaving its Salesforce Tower HQ behind to move just over the road from EG at the much sought after 22 Bishopsgate? Oh, I know this one. I do know this one. I do, because I, I wrote a thing about it for the for the <laughs> EGAM. <laughs> I can't remember at all. This is the problem when, when, when you're, you have such a remarkable output. Remembering yeah. everything you've typed must be very difficult. Well, I think if anybody else is reading everything I type, then, then they've got a more difficult task. Um, it, is, oh. it is not It is not one of the more colourfully named uh, US law firms, disappointingly. This is the thing. I only remember the ones that are a string of five increasingly <laughs> absurd names. Yes. Uh, this is just the three. Uh, and it is... Oh, put me out of my misery. Jeff. It is McDermott, Will and Emery. That is actually exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, one out of two so far. Question three uh, and uh, uh, an individual close to your heart. A cross-party group of MPs has launched an inquiry into what this week? And it does involve someone very close to your heart. 
Is this is this into the um, the the Gove's demand for it, for money? It is indeed. Uh, Gove's plans for developers to foot the four billion uh, pound cladding bill, which I, I I know you've you've penned a few words about here and there. I have, I have. Yes, I do. I do. Okay, that. two out of three, going well. Getting there. Now the missing word question: Rent collection edges up despite blank. Rent collection edges up despite blank. Can you fill in the blank in the headline? Uh, you spent far too much time in, in the metaverse. I have, I have. As I said, if it doesn't have tentacles, I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> So there you go. Rent collection edges up despite lack of tentacles. Was the answer. No, it is not. It is not. Uh, it is uh, Omicron. Uh, this was the news that commercial property rent collection for Q4 2021 improved uh, on Q3. OK, so to, to finish with a, a very respectable three out of five, your final question is an immersive theatre show based on what hot TV property is heading for Camden Market this summer? Is it Peaky Blinders? It is Peaky Blinders. So yeah, oh. You've got to be happy with that. So there we go. I get the ones that are completely. Um, are you a uh, Are you a Peaky Blinders split. fan? I am. Will you be I'm... immersing yourself in Camden Market? Um, I don't. I'll probably wait until they do uh, a metaverse version, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll go to that because I don't have to leave my house. Um, no, I'd be, I'd be well up for that. Um, I, it's the immersive show, isn't it? Because they, they've also mm. got um, escape rooms as well. Mm -hmm. Which sounds more menacing. Yeah. Escape from the Peaky Blinders, or and what happens? Do they just dodge yeah. them in, or do they do they catch? <laughs> Hopefully, um, you know, it's, experience is is definitely the way of the future in the real world, and what uh, uh, from the sound of it, also in the metaverse. So thank you, uh, Piers, for explaining uh, uh, this this uh, remarkable new way of uh, existing uh, to us and uh, to everyone at home. Uh, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.